What was that laugh? No, I was laughing because, um... What was I laughing about? I don't know. I'm a little distracted right now. But I'm okay. I'm going to rally, and we're going to get this done. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Fine. Yeah. No, I just had a moment today because, um... You know how it is. You're always talking about going places with people and, and meeting up and hanging out one day eventually. And I mm-hmm. thought about this guy that uh, I went uh, that I worked with years ago, maybe mm-hmm. maybe 15 years ago. And he was like one of the first people that I really got to know. This really t- this really cool guy named Greg. And I never, you know, you don't get people's last name all the time, especially yeah. in certain industries. And yeah, just this dude named Greg. He was a he was a runner uh, for for the exchange and everything, and we would talk about video games all the time. We would you know just <coughs> chat about all kind of stuff, comic books, movies, everything. And uh, there was one time that I went with some people to like this arcade, um, you mm-hmm. know, just to hang out. And I saw him up there, and it was like, yeah, man, you know, this is so cool. I didn't know you lived around here, and we got to come back and hang out at some point. And it was just one of those empty promises, you know, not on purpose. It's like you you fully intend to make good on what you're saying you're going to do. It's just time doesn't allow. Okay. There are people in this life that you wish you were closer to, not because you you don't push them away because you, you don't like them. Or you don't appreciate them. It's just there's literally not enough time in the day to to make good with everybody that you want to make good with. So anyway, um, it got to a point where he ended up uh, getting laid off. And I didn't have his number. <coughs> and he had mine, but he never ended up calling me. You know, this is before cell phones, obviously, had the, the okay. permeation of, oh, yeah, here's the caller ID of the person calling you. Now you have his number. It, it was it was a little bit before that. But, um, yeah, I just I never saw him again. And then the place that we were going to go hang at, I went a couple more times hoping to see him there. And then maybe in that next year it has shut down. So it's, it's just one of those, like, misconnections. Like, this is somebody I could really see being cool with. And he just I felt like this was gonna take like a much darker turn, even though it's not happy. I was like, okay, so he died, and Matt's in like an emotional because like he can't, it, it keeps sounding like like you're having a crisis right no, now. No, no, no. But this did lead I'm to like, other thoughts. No, 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 I feel you. We're all having little, at least mini crises <laughs> at the moment, but. but- yeah, okay. it led to it led to me thinking about um, because we've been seeing on the news this week uh, how a couple of Chicago restaurants are, are shutting down, obviously because of the pandemic. Um, Fat Willie's, which is a barbecue joint that I went to mm. with with several groups of friends over the years, and just had a good time, uh, except for one time. But most times I had a great time. And this other place, Lori's, Lori's Steakhouse, I went with uh, with with these family. At one point, and it was just, it was a great time. Can't do that anymore. They shut down. Yeah. They're not coming back. So, yeah, I saw someone talking about that. Like they were talking about, you know, okay, we're right now we're focusing on lives and livelihood, but we're not even thinking about that stuff that's right. lost right. to this and how many layers this has. Like, yeah, I years ago, uh, I had a, a bookstore that I always went to with my grandmother shut down. 
Mm. And that place was open for like 40 years or something crazy like that. It was mm. a little hole in the wall kind of bookstore. And like, I remember being thinking that was really sad, you know, everything like that. So now we have multiple places shutting down, you know, not recovering from this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's, it's the little charming places that are going first, unfortunately. The yeah. little uh, coffee Eat shop that once. you would duck into, you know, every every fu- every couple of months, you know, on your way somewhere. And you never yeah. think about, like, oh, they need help because you'd see it bustling. You'd see the whole neighborhood in there, ideally. And I mean, it's this is not something that a lot of businesses will recover from because it's so weird. Yeah. 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 It's, it's weird and it's, it's, it's tragic because those little romantic, just adorable coffee shops aren't going to be around. You know, Mm -mm. and uh, that's why it's important that if you can, if you feel comfortable, uh, I want to start with that. If you feel comfortable enough to interact in these environments, and of course, you're taking proper precautions, masking, distance, all that stuff, then do your best to support these smaller businesses. I mean, I I know everybody (laughs) was very motivated a few months ago, especially um, when the pandemic intersected with the beginning of this recent uh, resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, they wanted to support the smaller black businesses. These businesses still need your help. You know, we talked about buying books from semicolon and that sort of thing. They they still they still need help. They're struggling to figure out how to continue. And it's 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 a plea. And I know it's not the most important thing in the world, but if you've been to a place and they've been there for you at a critical moment consider making sure that you preserve that place the best you can. Don't break your yeah. neck. Don't, don't hurt your, your budget. Don't put right, yourself in the poorhouse. That's the problem is that there are so many people that are either out of work or they're worried they're going to be out of work or whatever. They're just like, can't, they can't do it Yeah. too. So it's yeah. a, it's a cycle. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I was getting fucking pissed about this earlier because you know, the fucking Republicans are immediately, they they want to replace our, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who yeah. died. This is our nightmare scenario, guys. It's here. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know, she couldn't hold out a couple more months. It's just the way it is. Uh, legendary, you know, feminist icon passed away. But the the I just, I, I fucking love that the Republicans can only give citizens $1,200 of their own fucking money back to them right. in six months of an unprecedented pandemic. Mm-hmm. And rem- remember, it is your money. Right. You pay for it with it's your a, taxes. It's not a it's handout. It's your government. Right. It's, yeah. It was a government-mandated <laughs> emergency fund that we're contributing to out of yeah. our pocket. All and of that money is out of your pocket. Like everything, their salaries, all of it, you know, is is taxpayer money. Right. You fucking pay them. Right. And they go, no, we can't give handouts to you. Bitch, that money is from the people. <laughs> Fuck you. You work for the people. Yeah. And so they can't, they can't give even a second stimulus check. But they're immediately like, no, we're going to approve a judge, even though... The rule, the Merrick Garland rule says we can't. These jackasses stand for absolutely nothing. And I'm so fucking tired. I'm so sick of it. Yeah. 
even even when it's like please please register to vote right like if you do and and make sure all of your friends and family are registered for fuck's sake like this is insane and i'm not even i'm not playing around and going you know vote for you're gonna vote for i used to be that person in the past right now we don't have fucking time for that do not vote third party do not write in someone's name vote for fucking joe biden we can't deal with another four years of this we can't we cannot survive that. This, like, this is like literally democracy at stake. I'm mad. Yeah, me amped up. Yeah. No, it's it's completely understandable, and I I, I totally agree with you. It's it's crazy. That it feels like we're in purgatory, dude. It really does, and we yeah. kind of are when you think about it. We kind of are in purgatory because we're stuck. We're we're stuck. It's just okay. We do little shit like last week we were talking about the, the PlayStation pre-orders and whatnot and, and just gaming and movies in general. We know this is all bullshit. We know everything we're saying doesn't matter right now. We know that you're listening to this in a, in a desperate attempt to be distracted from the bullshit. Well, it matters in that sense, you, you know? know? Yeah. It matters in the distraction sense. I mean, the things keeping me sane are, are like podcasts. I've been killing my battery on my my headphones killing really? it like okay. i used to have to charge it like once a week and now it's like every other day because mm-hmm. i i just have to have the imaginary friends in the background to keep me from going fucking insane like my heart goes out to people that live alone or oh, live, just live with a roommate that's not really close to them i go yeah absolutely insane if D wasn't here to bounce off of, you know? Yeah. And I'm just saying that at the very least, like, I love her. She's my wife and my favorite person in the whole wide world. Uh, right. You know, and that list is getting smaller by the day, but you know, it's just, I appreciate all my fellow po- podcasters out there. I go mm-hmm. through them too. You know, we were, we were yeah. blessed to be on the, uh, be your scary best podcast, uh, this past episode. For their mm-hmm. for their last episode, we talked about urban legend, and let me tell you, even speaking to them for the first time, mm-hmm. it felt so good to interact with people, <laughs> you know, outside of people who I'd interact with on a normal, weekly or everyday basis. It, it just felt yeah. good, you know. It, it's it like, was so nice. It was <laughs> so nice. It was nostalgic, and I, you know. And I and I listened to their podcast, so I already had the like, the like, oh my god, like, imag- like the imaginary friends thing, like that meme where mm-hmm. you know it's your friend, you know. So I already had that, so I was like, oh, this is just on another level. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Like it's, it's crazy. Like, have you gotten on phone calls too with your friends? Like old school, just. Phone calls? Phone calls, I gotta say no. Like I've I've talked to my dad for a long yeah. time. Like I've I've actually you know, I've talked to my dad for, for an hour and I haven't really mm-hmm. done that without like a reason on a weekly <laughs> basis before. You know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people have that tradition. They they have well, that tradition where they call a family member, you know, on a Sunday or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so I'll call I'll call family members not every like week or whatever, but like I- I'll check in and I'll make phone calls with my brother, with my grandmother. But um, the probably one of the few I like talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I don't really get into the like FaceTime, Zoom, all of that as much, um, unless it's with like a girl, like a girlfriend type situation. Yeah. Um, 
or my nieces and nephews because they're kids and they they want that visual you know they want to see you um so i just do regular phone calls but like i want to you know in the very beginning of my friendship with ryan guy we would get on phone calls Mm. we'd be on the phone for like over an hour like teenage girls (laughs) (laughs) And, and he said that you know when he was first dating his his now wife mm-hmm. he, like her mom was like are you on the phone with that guy and she's like yeah, he just loves to talk <laughs> so that's just how he is with friendships so i've gotten on a couple of phone calls with ryan yeah in the midst of the pandemic um and and, and you get off those phone calls and you're like even if you talked about something really heavy mm-hmm. which let's face it a lot of times if you're getting in a phone call you need to like you're in a situation where you're like oh my god something happened and i need to talk about it it, it texting is not enough right now um and and you get off that phone call and you're like i i miss my friends like <laughs> i felt the same way at the end of that particular recording where i was like oh my god i miss this socializing yeah this you know interacting with people i mean you and i talk that that's another thing of like you know, but it, it is a part of routine. You yeah. do this every week. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. I know. You're saying I'm not your real friend. I understand. That's fine. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> you already knew that, though. That's, I, I, that's been established. So back when, when phones were really the only option, uh, right. a, young, a young Dolores and I used to spend many an hour on the phone just talking about nothing. Like, just being on the phone to be on the phone. Because... We had stuff in common. We wanted to just like chat about stuff we were doing. She had no idea I was head over heels for her, but you know, <laughs> it was nice at the time just to have a friend to speak to. And I would, I would talk to Archie back in the day and like we would straight up play full on video games together. I don't mean multiplayer. <laughs> I mean, we would just both start the same game and we would just play through that game at the same time and help each other get through like certain parts of it. While on the phone, sometimes it'd be complete silence. Sometimes we'd be singing songs from The Simpsons, other embarrassing things yeah. that I won't mention on the on the <laughs> podcast. But yes, we we just used to do that, and it's so yeah. rare that you find a friend like that. And and I, I tell Dee this all the time: it's so rare that you find a person in your life that you can be with and be quiet. Oh God! You I know? know, and it's comfortable. Uh. And it's and, and not awkward, like, oh, I got to feel the silence. I got to say something. Like, no, it's just you exist in the same space. And then you talk when it's time to talk. <laughs> it's just so I've good. Gotten, I've gotten in trouble for that in the past, for talking in that those moments of silence. Not because I have to fill the silence, but because my brain is always going. <laughs> it's not a, like, I hate this silence right now. It's yeah. It's like... What do you think happens when we die? Like it's just like the insanity of my brain is like, do you think we're reincarnated? And then it's like, you know, a girlfriend or a goat going, oh, honey, I'm listening to the song. Please stop. Like, what are you doing? Right. Just chill. <laughs> yeah, that that happens too. It's you know, yeah. it's it's a different experience. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that some people underestimate. Though the how rare those connections are, mm-hmm. and then they get a little older and they start to realize they're like, oh god, I don't, I don't have that as easily as I used to. Right. It doesn't come as easy as you get older. 
Right. And they go, oh my, they kind of look back and they go, I wasted all of that. You know, if if you're not good at maintaining it. Exactly. When you get older and, well, just not even get older, but as the years pass and the friendship, Mm -hmm. sometimes you got to take stock and you really got to work on that. You know, you really got to put in the work for a friendship to maintain that. You got to make time, even if you're like in a, in a committed relationship, in a romantic relationship, you still got to make time to maintain those friendships because those are the people that have been there for you, the folks that know you and the folks will be there. Worst case scenario, something goes wrong in the romantic relationship. They're going to be the couch you need to sleep on, you know, metaphorically. People know about maintaining romantic relationships, but they don't think about, um, you know, the platonic friendships that we have maintaining those same with breakups. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about how, when friends break up, essentially, yeah. How much that can fuck you up. Yeah, sometimes that hurts even more than just breaking up with a with a uh, girlfriend or boyfriend, man. It's like Yeah, I this, had this person knows two I had two breakups happen <laughs> at once <laughs> as the pandemic started. Yeah. And one was a friendship and one was a a, a romantic relationship. So And see, it's indicative of that of that <laughs> feeling too because the the folks that listen may not even know that you went through the friend breakup because you mentioned that a couple times, but like the romantic one, I feel that the listeners are like aware because you've discussed that openly because (laughs) with a a friendship for a while, but yeah. Yeah. But I mean like with the friendship breakup, it's not as easy to talk about. It's not as common to discuss it. It's just like you're thinking about things in your mind and and, and you're thinking about things in your mind. What the fuck am I saying? You just have, you have thoughts going through your head. And you're mm-hmm. reminiscing about certain things, and all of a sudden your mind will go to that friend that you used to have. You go, yeah, fuck that person. Okay. Yeah, friendships can be toxic too. Yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would argue, you know, uh, I've had more issues with friends than with uh, romantic partners. Yeah. yeah. Personally. The worst is, you know, we all we all grow in different times and in different ways. You know, mm-hmm. um, of course, growing up. Uh, as as a boy, um, <laughs> there were times that friends of mine were homophobic, and yeah. it didn't register to me that that was like something that should be called out or something that is unacceptable. It's just like, all right, that's that type of humor I don't get involved with. You know, let's let's change the subject. Let's talk about something else. You know, or just like I get it. You don't like guys. Okay, cool, whatever, move on. Yeah, but um. Now, it's like looking back at that. I think about those moments. It's like, shit, man. Imagine if one of my friends secretly was, like, you know, gay. And nobody in the group knew. And they're just cracking wise about it. And nobody stood up. Nobody said anything. You know, now, knowing knowing what I know now, that wouldn't fly. Right. But back then, it's like, let's just move on. Forget about it. You know, whatever. I mean... You have to have grace and forgiveness, though, of yourself yeah. in that situation. You know, it doesn't mean you were a bad person. It just means that you were learning, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't beat yourself up over that. I don't really beat it's, myself up. It's just a, a matter of, like, analyzing situations yeah, or thinking about yeah. how you could have handled them differently. In the shower, you know, you're thinking about arguments you <laughs> had with people, what you would have said differently now, you know? <laughs> that sort of I just thing. want, like... People to just 
Zephyr, take a second and do a running tally. How many times have you cried in the shower during this <laughs> pandemic? <laughs> because for me, it's more than I can count. They call it the Ugh. Tobias Funk meter. So yes, exactly. Where are you? <laughs> Where on a scale are you? one to Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, get, I think about this. I, I didn't get in many fights as a kid, but the mm-hmm. one little scuffle I got in, like when... um. We would get to school. We would all sit like in the in the gym, just on the floor. You know, this mm-hmm. is a private school too, so we would all sit on the gym floor and just wait for our teachers to come in and claim their class. And so, of course, you know, it's boys on one side, girls on the other. Boys are getting all rambunctious and stuff like that. I used to have this knucklehead kid that I guess at the time I would call my friend, but I knew he was a little different. And not in that, like, you know, oh, man, you know, he needs some help sort of way. Or I was going to say, was like, he touched by an angel? Like, nah, what? <laughs> not like that. The boy was, like, eager to show. He was he was very hyper, okay? He was eager to show. Oh, God. I know exactly what you're talking about. The hyper kid. <laughs> Everyone like knows a, the hyper kid. Like a Johnny Knoxville. And oh, God. He, he didn't quite understand social cues too well. So at one point, he had his teeth on the strap of my backpack. Oh, my God. And I really didn't like that. And it got to the point, and this is going to sound awful, but I want you to take into account that this was like fourth or fifth grade. We still had some baby teeth, okay? (laughs) I get that age anyway. Yeah. So he had his teeth on my backpack, and I ripped backpack away from him and one of his teeth came out it was a baby tooth though it was okay it was going to go yeah. back anyway he's sitting there crying and i'm just looking at him like oh, i just let it go and he punched me in the nose <laughs> and it like it didn't hurt per se like it, it stung obviously i got punched in the nose yeah. and it, it bled but you know we got called over to one of the one of the teachers who was watching the the sea of children right. And she's like, tell me what happened. Because he's still, like, inconsolable in tears. And I'm like, you wouldn't give me my bag back. And I'm just sitting there. With a, <laughs> I'm just sitting there with a wad of tissue just against my nose. Just like, he just he wouldn't let go. And that was it. Nobody got called to the office. Because they knew this kid. And I, I, I'm hesitant. To, I'm not going to say his name. But they knew this kid no, 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 no. had issues. And they knew that he was a problem dude. And they just didn't want to... That's cause the, like, problems for me, I guess. One of, you know? my, one of my favorite jokes on Bob's Burgers is like Zeke. How Zeke has, like, he even says at one point something along the lines of like, I've got problems at home, and that's why everyone's nice to me, or something like that. Like, like, it's always that kid who's got some shit going on, and it's like, uh, yeah, okay. We give him a little leeway, because things are rough. Right. Exactly. You know, just, hey, it's, it's like I, w- I would try to take him in. I would try to be yeah. a friend to him. And then he would go and do some shit that would just piss me off. Like, you know, we had a friend group and he, he tried to fight one of my other friends. And this is like a good friend of mine. And he's like, come on, man, you got to have my back. I'm like, I don't want you guys to fight. Please don't. This is not. Yeah. <laughs> this I is dumb. ragging on people that were like in my friend group. But then, like, the jo- I would come up with jokes that were funny mm. but insulting, and yes. then other people would take up the insulting joke. And then I felt bad 
because like I basically gave ammunition mm. to other people who were like not that like we're actually being jackasses about it and then it was like am i the jackass because mm. i am coming up with it i remember things like that have you seen pen 15 yet i haven't yet it keeps getting okay. suggested so it's gonna happen soon i'm gonna watch it that's okay, just, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so they came out with season two and i'm already done with it because it was only seven episodes and it's a you know 20 30 minute show yeah um oh my god the show is first of all the, the women who created it are close to my age, mm-hmm. so the age range is about the same. So, like, they have clothing, and I'm like, I remember that clo- that clothing. Like, I had those pants and stuff like that. Um, and it's just, it's so funny, but it's so cringy. Mm-hmm. And it has, and it also has, like, so much heart to it as well. So, especially this new second season is even better than the first one in the sense that they're like really fleshing out these characters and showing a little bit more of that. But, Oh my God, the thing, like the thing that you're describing where you're like, he was hyper or that, you know, this kid was just a little bit weird. That kind of thing. That's what that show thrives on. Hmm. That how we are all, we were all so weird, but in different ways. And, just the friendships that you have and the rumors that happen at school. It's just so well done. And it, oh, it, it's, it, it's different. You can't binge it. It took me a couple of days to get through it because I could watch like two episodes. Like I said, it's not that many episodes, but you can't sit and watch it all the way through usually because it's so cringy. Damn. It's like office level cringe. So it's like freaks and geeks tuned to like 11, basically. Yes, and Freaks and Geeks was high school. This is middle school. Mm-hmm. So the genius of this show is that the the creators are playing themselves as middle schoolers, and they cast actual middle schoolers oh. to be their classmates. So they're two grown <laughs> women who are playing themselves as mi- like fictional versions of themselves in middle school, and then there's an actual 13-year-old boy. That like they're like, oh my god, he's so hot, and he's just like a regular fucking thirteen year old boy. Like, oh my god, look at his earring. He's got the the hottest ear, and like you were, if you look back, you're like, oh yeah, I flipped through the yearbook, and like that kid was just a fucking normal kid, <laughs> but everyone was like, he's the hottest guy in the world. It, it's that type of of show where you're just like, oh my god, how did you? How did you dig so deep into the things we all tried to forget? I love it when shows do that. When they when yeah. they just cast like obvious adults in these roles, like you know the whole the whole how do you do, fellow children? You know that whole meme has yeah. just come to life. Like um, when Catherine so this Tate, show is like cast everyone is cast normal, their right proper age range, except for the two main characters. <laughs> it's the creators of the show who are both in their like early thirties. Like I think they're like thirty two or something like that. Yeah. And they are they're playing thirteen year old versions of themselves. So that's what they used to do with Catherine Tate on her show, uh, in the UK. <laughs> she had a variety show. Yeah. And she would play that she'd play a high school girl, which is like a bad attitude. And they even right. Key and Peele, like, you know, the whole A.A. Ron sketch and everything. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, no, no, it's another sketch, I'm sorry, where they're, they're, they told a joke and one kid stole it from another. And, you know, um, 
Fluffy walks into the room and he's like, "Hey, why don't you come yeah. walk to her with?" <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's so it's so funny and so it. good. I love it. It's it's just such good shit. But uh, and especially you'll like you'll be watching it and you'll go, "Oh my god." I forgot about that phone. Like, like they they found they. How did they like go on eBay and just find an this early two thousands piece of shit phone? <laughs> like, for some reason, my best friend who lived across the street had. You know, like it's just it. Like every little detail of that show is perfect. It's so well done. That's cool. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> <laughs> When's, um, I hope it gets many more seasons. When's the last time you watched Key and Peele? Uh, I watched some episodes of it maybe last year, year four or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's um. I revisited the Gremlins sketch. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we talked about Gremlins two every every <laughs> few months, I'd say. Yeah. Because I just have to like. There's something about that. There's a few SNL skits that are the same way, where I'm just like, God damn it, I need. <laughs> I just need this for like less than five minutes. I need to watch this thing. Uh, Natalie's rap from SNL is another one of those where I'm like, I just need to watch <laughs> Natalie Portman rap for yeah. like, I just need to tune for, I need, I need three minutes of this to not, <laughs> to not exist for a couple minutes and right. be in this. So yeah, I, I, so other than like random skits like that, watching it all the way through, I haven't done that in a while. You know, I've I've mentioned before, like a lot of it's hit or miss, but like that's what uh, sketch is, though. For sure, you know. To be fair to them, they've they've been a comedy duo in an age where that doesn't really exist too often for mm-hmm. a long, long time. You know. Yeah. And even going back to the Mad TV days, you know, that was incredible. You go back and you see them on there. It's like, wow, I didn't know they were on here. Okay, cool. But yeah, Key and Peele, that show. I, I, I got to give it more credit than I have previously because before I felt like I kind of shit on a little bit, but the stuff that they did, the sketches they put together, the intricacies and everything, it's still relevant and it's still fresh and it's crazy how good it is in that regard. You know, like yeah. um, I, I posted a, a clip on my, on my Facebook page the other day of like the hoodie thing where he's just walking through the white neighborhood or peels walking through yeah. the white neighborhood. Yeah. And he has like the hoodie that has the white boy's face on the side of it. Yeah, and the cop the cop is following him and just like keeping an eye on him and then he puts the hoodie up and the cop's like, Oh, okay. And then right. just keeps going. Yeah. What was funny about that skit, like now, you know, a lot of these actors, uh these comedians who were casting those bit roles are doing other things. And so you recognize more people when you go back on a rewatch. And that cop in that mm-hmm. sketch is the guy that voices Grizz on We Bear Bears. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. <laughs> it yeah. was. It was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. That that happens a lot with a show like Thirty Rock too, where you're like, wait a second, that person looks familiar, and then you go, and oh, okay, they're oh. in, you know, the show now. <laughs> and that man was Donald Glover. <laughs> yes, clearly I was talking about Donald Glover. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny too because like they used to do the uh the intro of the show where they would do you know the whole talk to the audience thing kind of like the Chappelle show before it mm-hmm. and you know peel would <clears throat> he'd be talking to key about how he's never going to get married and he can't even really see himself being in a, in a, a stable relationship for too long mm-hmm. and then i want to say the sketch after that 
was the uh, the Dick Nanigans sketch with Chelsea Peretti. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, oh, you think so, huh? <laughs> that must have been the joke. They I must guess. Have been yeah, they must have been like an item and thinking about getting more serious or something. Yeah. But it was just so funny. Just like, ah, yeah. yeah, liar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they that they say that right. Like when you say you're not you're you're done or whatever, that's when you find the person. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it's very very funny show. Very very fresh. Very relevant. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're looking for something to marathon, folks, I'd say go watch that. It's kind of weird and uncomfortable sometimes, but shout out to the hair department too because they were just like the bald dudes. That you move the pencil around with the little magnetic pieces and, and put different hair on them and everything. They did this with them. Their hair department was fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. They made Peel's hair look like a, a baseball cap at one point, and it looked totally natural. Yeah. Weird, weird stuff. It, it is always amazing when they can have like solid wig. Because like, a wig can look so bad. Yeah. So when they do it right, you go, oh, shit. That's impressive. <laughs> It was so good. It feels like the majority of their budget went to that, you know. Yeah, my my show I, that I've been watching has been Cobra Kai, which there aren't that many episodes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of like working my way through it slowly to not burn through it. I don't think season three is coming till the beginning of next year, anyway. They're real <laughs> excited about that. When when Netflix picked it up, like all of a sudden it went from something that I saw advertised before YouTube videos to oh they're on the Today Show oh. Uh, Ralph Macchio's on Entertainment Tonight. What's going on here? It's everywhere. Everywhere now. And I don't like the Karate Kid that much. I mean, it's it's okay, but whatever. This show is so well done. It's really good. I would argue, even if you've never even seen the Karate Kid, you could enjoy the show. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I, I really love the way that this show is made. Okay. And, yeah, it, it's, it's very enjoyable. Um... I mean, I was never going to subscribe to that YouTube, so I would have never seen it. I think a lot of people are in that position of like, oh, this was a really like well-done show, but nobody saw it because they're not subscribing to YouTube Original or whatever that was called. Red? I think it was called Red. YouTube. Oh, YouTube, YouTube Originals. I thought it was. Maybe. I don't know. Whatever it was, you Maybe. had to pay. Yeah. So some people money. saw it, like who subscribed, but I didn't. Right. Me neither. Like, again, that's that's where I would see it advertised, and I was like, skip. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but now that it's on Netflix, yeah, definitely watching it. Right, right, right. It's amazing, too, just um, when these when these streaming services go out of business, what ends up happening to their shows? Like, uh, Quibi. We got breaking news on that, actually. Oh, yeah. some <laughs> I saw some peripheral. Is Quibi dead now? It's not we quite kill it? dead. It's on its last gasp. We killed it. We killed it, everybody. Yeah. Even in an era, in a, in a time where you have nothing to do but look at a screen, Quibi couldn't get people to sign up. <laughs> T-Mobile's giving it away for free. Couldn't get anybody to sign up. So right, right now, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg is looking to sell it. Apparently, they only have $100 million left in their budget. Okay. And that's that's not that's not a lot for no. this sort of thing. No, yeah, definitely mm-hmm. not. So yeah, just what? six months in, they they started this whole thing. And what They're sucks for them? Literally burning money at Quibi. Is that a bad idea? <laughs> Maybe. 
you know? Um, but they, uh, they don't own any of their programming. That's the other thing, too. The creators own it. So they license it to Quibi, and then after a certain time, the rights go back to the creator. So what are you even buying at this point? Oh, my God. That's awesome for the creators. Um, But, yeah. I mean, well, Quibi's NBC, right? Quibi is just Jeffrey Katzenberg. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't tied to anybody, but he was I like a name. He was tied to NBC. Oh no, I'm thinking of CISO. CISO oh. was tied to NBC. Yeah, CISO. My goodness, I forgot about CISO. I got the <laughs> deep cuts, yo. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. I I think you just. Shit, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's time I to just wrap it up. Dumb idea. So what? What can I? Six months. They're calling a wrap after six months. That's messed up, man. That's some Microsoft Zune level failure. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And it even had like Steven Spielberg content, and they can't make it. Oh yeah, they got top tier shit on on Quibi. Mm -hmm. But the format is stupid. It is. Remember that robot arm thing? Robot arm? You didn't see that? There was okay. So someone shared this video on Twitter of something on Quibi, but like you can't record because it's on your phone. So it was basically like someone had it on their phone and then someone was taking video of them watching it on their phone. (laughs) And it was like some like she she has an arm that's like the metal is poisoning her or something. I don't know. It was really stupid. I think it was Rachel Brosnahan from, uh, oh God, what's the, uh, Mrs. Maisel? Like, it was, it was like, why is this incredibly talented person doing this stupid fucking Quibi thing? Which I think is probably how everyone felt about everything on Quibi. Cash money. Oh, yeah, get your money. They back that, they back that money truck up. They're like, hey, we're giving it away. Come on, guys. Get, get a yeah, job for I'm six totally months. I'm totally fine with that, but like, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like, oh god. Apparently, she was a woman obsessed with her golden arm. Yes. So, like, the gold was like poisoning her body, and they showed <laughs> in the video. It was like you have to choose between the gold or dying or something like that. And she was like, I want the, but I want the arm. Like, it was so <laughs> stupid. Oh my God. That's wild. And it was directed and written by Sam Raimi. Dude, this <laughs> made no sense at all. I'm telling you, you gotta find that video. I want to see if I can find it right now. I found it. I just can't watch it right now. It looks okay. interesting. Well, what is it called? Um, I'll send you a link. The the okay. name of the show, or rather the, uh, let's see, it's an anthology series at the short form content platform titled 50 States of Fright. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, I mean, I, I, I remember seeing that. And yes, I, now, now I do recall them saying like, this is directed by Sam Raimi and me being watching this, you know, a person recording their <laughs> phone. <laughs> And I'm like, what is happening? Well, what I, f- is happening? I found this story on dig.com. Remember dig? Remember dig.com? 
No, I don't even know what that is. I'm it was that little sh- that little sharing link at the bottom of a lot of news stories for a minute that went away after Reddit became a thing. No, um, I don't remember. Whoa. Here but it is. I got I just got the link. All right. So <laughs> a woman really obsessed with her arm. Really yes, obsessed. This is the video. <laughs> oh my god. Y'all, we're going to share this with you, obviously. We're not going to just keep this to ourselves. Yeah, put this in the notes. You deserve to see the talented Mrs. Maisel performing career suicide. We're going to put the... No, no. <laughs> she can never. She can never. She's so good. I'm putting no, it in our good. notes. Uh, we will put that in the uh, the group. Ooh, how do you get in the group, guys? Patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Adala. Adala yeah. will get you in the group. A special <laughs> Facebook group. You can come make fun of the golden arm with us. <laughs> <laughs> that top tier content you're paying for. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, um, Quibi's going away. And <coughs> that means that hopefully we're going to start seeing some of this interesting shit on other platforms that are more manageable that you can actually watch on a television instead of just holding your hand up. But the... Okay. Even if you have this content, the content is going to be so short. Because they made it short. So even if they put it on like Netflix or something, how long is it going to be? That's true. Is it going to be like 10 minutes? That's right. The entire, the entire library of Quibi can be digested in 10 minutes. Coming soon to Netflix. Sir, now I'm wondering how long... What was that, what was that called again? CISO? The girl. <laughs> the girl with the golden arm. <laughs> oh, God. It's shorter than most music videos, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it popped up says The Girl with the Golden Eyes. And that's a good title. I wish that wasn't a. Uh... Hey, The Girl with the Gold. Or The Golden Arm. Not The Girl with the Golden Arm. Just The Golden Arm is a folktale. Oh. Famously told by Mark Twain. So they retold that. You know, okay. The tale begins with the death or a recently deceased victim who has an artificial limb, usually an arm made of gold. Their limb is stolen after their death, most often by a loved one or one with greed. The victim then comes back from the grave to come after them. This sounds, uh, I'm going to go with anti-Semitic, mm. uh, because... <laughs> I just don't trust. I don't. I don't like this. I don't like no. this idea. And then they got gold, and they turned evil. And I'm like, oh, all right. This sounds a little bit sketchy, but okay. Just a bit sketch. Just a bit sketch. Yeah, just a little bit. Is this what the? Th- I don't know if this is what it's based off of, but this came up on um, Wikipedia when I googled it. Okay. I was curious how long that show is. Yeah, it's hard to get any information about what's going on on Quibi because nobody's watching it and nobody's willing to invest enough time in it to actually, like, catalog what's on there. Like, if you go on Wikipedia for most things, someone's like, let me tell you exactly how long each episode of DuckTales is. This one's 22 minutes. This one's 21. You know, somebody named M. Peters Duck Fan 312 or something like that. But, yeah, you get people like that but nobody's willing to invest that type of energy in quibi because they know it's going to be gone right oh shit i i'm trying to find i, I can't even find it on uh um imdb right now because imdb would probably be the most reliable source but 
<laughs> oh, here it is. Fifty states of fright. Mm-hmm. Part one, two, three. What is the length? So this was three parts. In case someone wants to know that detail, it is six minutes long. That means that that this in its entirety was fifteen minutes. Wow. No, wait, the second one was 10 minutes long. What the fuck, Quibi? Yeah, Quibi. Two different times for each episode? The last one was eight minutes long. Okay, so these are, like, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. What is this? What's happening? Who knows? Soon it won't matter, so let's it move won't. on. It won't, but, I, but like, like you said... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. This 50 state, uh, states of fright? Yeah. <laughs> there are only three episodes of it. Damn. That one. The the girl with the golden thing? <laughs> that, that's the only episode? They've, they've they had, just keep no. saying three episodes when I look at the actors. No, no, no. That they're, they're saying it was broken into three parts. That's what it is. So, girl with the golden arm story, part one, two, and three was April okay. 6th. Then the next day, America's Largest Ball of Twine in Kansas, Part 1. The day after that, Part 2. The day after oh, that, Part 3. Oh, I see it now. So they okay. were releasing a new episode every day of all these various parts. But in total, there were 14 slices, which worked out to one, two, three, four, five stories all together. So they only got to five states, and then yeah. they called it a wrap. Yeah, they were like, who gives a shit about Idaho? <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. They got to Michigan, Kansas, Oregon, Minnesota, and Florida. That's it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. All right, Quibi. We don't care about don't you. Care. <clears throat> oh, uh, breaking breaking Rismaculous news now. Ooh. Apparently, my nemesis, Burger King, is offering a $2 snack box, which is a ridiculous value that has the entireness of Twitter wondering if Burger King isn't just a front for some type of nefarious dealings. Money um, laundering? I've suspected for years. Oh, yes. $2 snack box, which includes 10-piece nugget, a medium fry, a cheeseburger, and a what? small soft drink. That seems like too much. That seems like a lot, right? So... Yeah. They they released this under We Miss You on Twitter, apparently. And people are like, no way Burger King is a real place. Somebody said that it seems like a good deal until you realize that the Burger King nuggets taste like deer ankles. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know what those taste like? I don't trust you. I don't ask questions. I just take, hey, if somebody tells me it tastes like deer knuckles, I'll take your uh, oh, so deer gross. ankles. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh man. Gross. So yeah, it's uh. That's weird. I've never been a fan. I gotta say, when it comes to the Nugget game, Wendy's number one. I know a lot of people like Chick Fil A. Not here to judge right now. A lot of people swear by that shit. Um, McDonald's can't go wrong with McDonald's. The spicy yeah, nuggets though. Boots. <laughs> yeah, the little boots. Yeah. <laughs> they have names for all those nuggets. The nugget shapes. Like not just they, like McDonald's has names for these shapes. The the McBoot? The <laughs> McBoot. The, the McBoot? The Scrooge McBoot. 
The Scrooge yes. McBait. <laughs> so now I gotta look this up. McDonald's nugget shape names. Okay. But yeah, so Burger King is trending because people are like, that seems like a lot of value for $2. Whereas if you go to the movies and you visit a movie theater that sells nuggets, famously, again, Mr. Archie Easter, we went to, we went to the movies and he wanted some nuggets. Because, you know, it's weird for a movie theater to have anything other than popcorn and, like, nachos, right? So, like, right. oh, they got nuggets. I'll take those. And they were, like, $15 for, like, 10 Yeah. That seems that? reasonable, movie like, theaters. We got to meet somewhere in the middle between Burger King and movie theater value. <laughs> just so you don't feel like you're getting ripped off or poisoned. or We got to meet somewhere in between. You're literally just describing McDonald's. No. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's the difference. McDonald's. That's that's the difference. So this is according to HuffPost. McDonald's chicken nuggets come in very specific specific shapes. So they're referred to as the bell, the bone, the boot, and the ball. Is the bell of the ball? (laughs) (laughs) I can't describe these shapes. But again, this is a this is a note we'll put in the notes. Everyone knows a, the boot tastes best, but we the, don't know course. why. <laughs> it's the best for dipping. That's why you get the most sauce on like the tip of the boot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> the ball one sour. <laughs> the ball one is too fat to fit in there. You know? We just agree won't. that the sweet and sour sauce is the best sauce. Correct? Oh, absolutely. No okay, other sauce. Good. Look, you know, sweet and sour sauce number one. Barbecue if I gotta. Everything else is a hard pass. Now, now we're talking about the context of this is McDonald's sauce. Yes, exactly. Like, barbecue is usually a solid go-to at other places. Absolutely. I put barbecue over sweet and sour at other places. Yes. Sweet and sour is not good at most other places. But at McDonald's, it's pretty much the only acceptable choice. I can't explain why. It's like the consistency of it, the tanginess of it. It's like they're Coke machines. Yes. Like, why does Coke taste better from McDonald's? And that's Because Sprite. they calibrate it. Yeah. They calibrate it a certain way. It's the same with that goddamn sauce. Listen, I don't drink Sprite. Like, ever. Ever. Because I yeah, know. Yeah, if it's McDonald's, I'm getting Sprite. Like, every time. I can't pass yeah. up Sprite from McDonald's. I can't do it. Yeah. McDonald's Coke is fucking awesome yes yeah yes 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 what, what is uh, it they have, don't they have like fruit punch or something like that too that's really good they used to have really good fruit fruit punch i think they had like fruitopia yeah but that that brand went away like coca-cola yeah. discontinued that brand so now they just have like hawaiian punch yeah. which is useless because right. it's not gonna quench your thirst it's gonna make you more thirsty like yeah, you're dragging your weird. tongue across the parking lot when you leave yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. Where were we? We were supposed to be sad about something, weren't we? I forget. I don't know. Who cares? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, I guess, yeah. The I, I, let, let, me, let me rant about this for a second. I was going to um, say, we got gaming news is pretty much the, the gist of the show now, pretty much. Yeah. So, Microsoft uh, is, is basically the one-two punch this week. Uh, they, of course... This being the 22nd on, uh, you know, uh, okay, let's stop talking now. This being the 22nd. Okay. 
<laughs> my mouth ran away without my brain. Um, the Xbox just went up for pre-order, which is going to be released on November 10th or 11th. I don't really know for sure. It's anyway, within like two days of the PS5. They're they're really close to each other. It's super close. And you would think that with everything that happened with the absolute clusterfuck of the PS5 uh, pre-order launch last week that we discussed, things will be a little bit different this time. The websites will be beefed up with more servers and ready to handle the influx of people coming in to pre-order this, understandably, second-tier system for most people. Um, nope. Everybody crashed. Target. Oh, my Amazon, God. Best Buy. I did not if, hear about this. If you wanted a pencil sharpener from Amazon... You were SOL. It was for a very limited time. It was very for a very short amount of time, um, but it was it was there. Like you would click on the link for something, you'd be like, "Sorry, something went wrong." Like every time you clicked on it. So eventually, people were able to get their systems from all these various websites. Um, Best Buy was a tricky one this time because they didn't even put it up at ten. The ten central is when it went up here. Um, they didn't put it up exactly at ten central. They waited for thirty minutes. And so then they lost it at 10.30, and everybody was like, oh, shit, they're back up. They were never up. Ah, uh, they, they tried to be sneaky and didn't work. Exactly. Okay. And part of, the, part of the reason people are so excited about the Xbox this time around is because of the other news that came out. Yeah. Just yesterday that they purchased. They, they knew what the fuck they were doing when they, they announced this. They were said This is, okay, folks got to remember, this ain't just like some rinky-dink Xbox thing going on here. This is motherfucking Bill Gates, all right? This is Mr. Windows himself. This is the big boy at the table. And they threw that wallet down, and it made a resounding thud. And when they picked it up, hanging on to that wallet was Zenimax Media, the, the owners of Bethesda Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So that means now Microsoft owns Skyrim. <laughs> It's funny that you were you, the first thing you went to was Elder Scrolls. The first thing I was like, "Holy shit, they got Fallout!" Right, right, right. I feel like part of the reason that you, Bethesda was even willing to sell to anyone, let alone Microsoft, is because of the clusterfuck of uh, Fallout seventy six. Yeah, what happened with that again? It Just was so problematic. Everything with that release was so bad. One of my favorite anecdotes from that release is that they were selling a um, a power armor helmet. In the game, you walk around in this power armor from time to time, and they sold a replica helmet at GameStop mm -hmm. that had to be recalled because of asbestos poisoning. Oh, my God. The game That's crashed. Awesome. People couldn't load it when it was first released. Um, it wasn't fun. Uh, you I know, remember that was the... it was like all online, right? That's what yeah. I was out. Yeah, it was one of those type of things. So we're... I played the first Destiny game that was like mm -hmm. an all-online game, and I had some fun with it. But yeah. then I was like, I don't like this. This is not my type of gaming, and I yeah. was out. See, they didn't anticipate the fact that people in Fallout would grief other players at one point. So they had to add additional rules in, and every time they would put a patch in, it would break something else. They did a good job. They did a, a, a serviceable job with the... Uh, with the Elder Scrolls Online game. Like, I know a lot of folks that play that. They enjoy it. But it's not as appealing as a World of Warcraft, of course. Right. Um, it's amazing that World of Warcraft is still going. Still hanging on. Yeah. 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 But people people love it. 
and people grew to enjoy Skyrim. Of course, it's never going to be a Fortnite. It's never going to be something like, um, what do you call it, Destiny, like you mentioned, you know, because Fortnite those are more action-oriented. Fortnite is is that, right? Like an online Massive, yeah, whatever. It's, MMO? They, is that what they it's call called? it a battle royale. So okay, that's that's the genre. Which is another fucking name for an MMO. Well, it's like a shooter. It's like a a, a, a PvP shooter. Okay. Like an, M- an MMO is like when you actually like. Um, I, I would say that's more like a. Oh my god, what was that old one? I can't think of. Okay, so it. it is different. Yeah, like EverQuest. That's what I was trying to think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So. You're fighting other players. That's that's mostly what you're doing. Whereas uh, in, in an MMO, you're like journeying together towards a, a, a greater goal. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I don't remember what we were talking. About. We were talking about the fact that Microsoft <laughs> bought Bethesda, and that is a crazy thing to do because you know with with Elder Scrolls Six coming out soon, and of course another Skyrim on the horizon. Uh, they're they're definitely going to be at least timed exclusives for Xbox, which is something people have complained about for the last generation. Like Xbox didn't have any must play games uh, that were exclusive, and right this right here is like okay, we don't have any exclusives. We're going to buy a company that <laughs> makes exclusives. <laughs> What's more. People are excited because Obsidian Entertainment, which developed, or some of those people developed, um, Fallout New Vegas, which right. is a, a wildly popular entry into the Fallout series. Um, Microsoft owns them as well. So now that Obsidian and Bethesda are under the same roof again, people are hoping they can play ball together and we can get another Fallout New Vegas-like game. So we'll see if that oh, works out. Yeah. And that has uh, been Gaming Corner. I have no opinion on this. <laughs> Should I have an opinion on this? Well, I know you're you're considering investing in the digital Xbox Series S. No, I I mean I was. Mm-hmm. I was considering it when when we were like looking at a PlayStation 5 is going to be $500 yeah. plus, you know. And then the Xbox is three, you know, three hundred. Is that what the the lower end one? Yeah, exactly. It's two ninety nine. Yep. But but then they announced that like the the PS five is going to have a four hundred dollar digital version. So that to me was a game changer. Like mm-hmm. that is okay. I'm probably just going to wait and get that instead. I don't know. So they did their job. They they enticed you back under the umbrella, and they 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 made a a good a good point for you well, to come back to PlayStation. Well, we've talked about this. I prefer PlayStation over Xbox, yeah. mostly because I don't have an Xbox controller right now, <laughs> so my <laughs> Xbox is a dud. Yeah. Um. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I prefer that. But PlayStation announced something Game Pass-esque uh, for their services now, so that's cool. But, of course, Game Pass is now going to be the home of all of the Bethesda titles uh, going forward. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's... I mean, 
See, th- okay. So I was like, okay, I'll go with PlayStation. And then that Game Pass is, like, really enticing. Right. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm going to wait. I'm, I can't afford shit for a while anyway. So I'm going to just wait and see, I guess. I'm still well, leaning like, PlayStation. I still feel like that's the better option than having buyer's remorse, you know? What? what waiting is? to see which oh, one oh, you yeah. want yeah. versus just like, I got to have it right now. Just like, oh, oh shit, I'm getting I everything. Have- Literally no choice, so it's fine. <laughs> I have a very particular nagging complaint about the Xbox One X. Okay, what something, is that? Something wow. that's going to just like fuck with me, because right now I only have two HDMI ins on the back of my TV. Yeah. One belongs to the PlayStation 5, the other one belongs to the Xbox uh, One. Yeah, I had to remember their weird naming uh, technique. Right. So I have both of those plugged in. How do I play my Switch on my TV? Well, the Xbox has an HDMI in on the back of it. So I can actually run the Switch through the Xbox and then turn to the TV channel on the Xbox in order to play Switch. It takes a couple extra seconds, but it's not as bad as having to go behind the TV and unplug wires and shit every single time. You know you can just get like a splitter. Yeah, but those suck. Like, usually. Uh, in, yeah. in most cases. It's an extra remote in the best scenario. Yeah. And in the worst scenario, you still have to physically get up. I know I sound lazy as fuck. You have to get up and push the button on the switcher in order to go to the other yeah. source. It's crazy to me that they only have two HDMI slots on your TV. I know. And it's not an older TV. But wow. I, I was saying on Twitter, too, like, the TV I had before this had, like, four inputs so it's it's wild that they're getting rid of them. And it's the same brand. It's a Samsung. Because I think they're assuming that you're going to run everything through their interface. Yeah. But, like, if you don't like their interface, you want to run it through your systems or your Roku, your Apple TV, whatever. And sometimes right. you have a couple different things. Like, yeah. I, I prefer the Apple TV over the interface of other things. And I have a PlayStation, and you know, like, and then like you said, if you have an Xbox too, you're like, well, what the fuck? I gotta swap these. Yeah, I mean, I I watch all my media stuff through the PlayStation, so that works out for me right now. Right. But I'm counting down to the PlayStation Five release because every time I turn on my PlayStation Four, it sounds like I woke a I I've awakened a drugger while crawling through a dungeon, and it's just so angry and spitting out all kind of dust and nastiness it's it's awful i can't you know how you know you see the the jokes online about guys who who sneak and play playstation while their girls asleep or something and it makes the beep noise and all of a sudden they're awake i don't even have that it's just going to shake the whole apartment (laughs) because the thing is like it's got like a bad carburetor and i don't even know what a carburetor is i just know it's bad and it's shaking the entire place uh, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm so caught up on the idea of like you have to sneak doing a thing that you like. I yeah. always love that. I'm like, you guys are stupid. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, I, anyone who's like stopping you from doing it doesn't matter what your gender is or whatever. Right. Just be able to do the thing. <laughs> I'm going to do this. What's up? <laughs> with that? Damn. Right, right. I that, mean, the best scenario is you do it together. But if you yes. can't if you can't do it together, 
then just let them do the thing. As right. long as it's not actually a problem. Be happy that your 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 loved one or spouse is enjoying themselves, and do something to enrich yourself as well. Yeah, I I had a situation where uh, where it was like, you don't play video games, right? <laughs> that was uh, asked of me. Uh huh. And I was like, no, I do. I like them. I go through phases, <laughs> but I like them. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, real. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I I enjoy them. I'm not I'm not a person who you know that's all I do. But it was kind of like, okay, it is it, such it, a weird stance, it you know. Very much felt like that's a thing I don't like about you, and I'm making note of it. Yeah, it's, it's it's such a weird stance, and I've I've been through that too. I, I think I may have shared this with you before, but that feeling I don't like that moment. That no. moment freaks me the fuck out when someone at like, yeah. And look, uh, I've had that moment too, <laughs> but, <laughs> but usually that moment for me is is more. It's not a it's not a thing like that. It's more of a oh, that's a red flag. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I need to leave. Uh, not not over something stupid like that. Like I'm not gonna shame somebody over being into something that I'm not into, even if it's yeah. something that's gonna like take up time. Like I'm not into K-pop, but right. if I'm with somebody that likes K-pop, I'm going to a give it a shot to be part of the team. Yeah, and b move the fuck out of their way if they want to enjoy it on their own. If yeah, it you're comes describing to a point. my you're describing my non-hetero relationship with Eric Crosby, yeah. who loves K-pop <laughs> and introduced me to K-pop. I did not know what K-pop was. It was before it really hit the states. He was definitely yeah. ahead of that, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" But I just kind of nodded and smiled. It was before he was with his lovely wife, and I was like, "He needs this." <laughs> he needs this. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was dating a girl once that you know because of the Gap ads. Um, I want to say like the the oh, late no. or early early two thousands. Dude, she no. got into swing dancing classes, right? <laughs> I wanted no part of that, and I wasn't even trying to be mean about it or anything. But she'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I got that swing dancing class tonight," and it was just like, "All right, enjoy." <laughs> Not not even just saying it like that, but that was like how it played out in my head. I was just like, okay, cool. You know, I'll catch up with you. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's cool. Do your thing. But, you know, when I think about swing dancing and the fact that she was taking classes for it, half of my half of my brain was like, oh no, I'm going to have to do this at some point. <laughs> and then you broke up with her, right? No. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, she cheated on me. But you oh know, it was God. fine. It was and it wasn't. So you could the... say she was a swinger. Hey, hey. <laughs> 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 very painful memories. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you know it was. Oh, it was, like, it was I, I was already. <laughs> I was already coughing earlier, and now it's like, oh boy. Oh my god, that is so funny. I remember yeah. those ads, and I remember swing music being a thing. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, why? It was a flash in a pan, though, man. It it lasted for such a small amount of time. Brian Setzer thanks his lucky stars 
for that ad campaign. Yeah. You know, and then the and then the following Christmas album. It's like late late nineties, early two thousands, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. Because oh I was God. just I was just starting college and everything, and I I man, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, those are those are interesting times. Interesting times. But um, yeah, I mean, I've I've been in a situation too where uh, a party I was with. <laughs> we 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 threw we threw a get together, and I busted out Guitar Hero because it was brand new at the time. I knew it was a crowd pleaser, and other than that, people were just talking and just kind of like you know being stuffy and everything. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any music playing, nothing like that. So it was just like, okay, hey, uh, come check out this uh, this Guitar Hero. I just got this. It's pretty fun, and uh-huh. it took over the party. You know, yeah. Mm. Excuse me. And then she got pissed. <laughs> like that is so dumb, man. It is. It's like I, you know, we're. I don't know. Little don't moments know. where you're like, they're not your people. Right. You and just, that's you so just, rough. It's it so adds rough. up. It adds up, and hopefully, now, it's I, I do understand <laughs> that there are people that game that like there are guys or girl, whatever that game and then they neglect their relationships or they're like. That kind of thing is not cool. Like you right. have to balance everything. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm like, why are you mad? I was right. It saved the party. I fixed it. I made it better. <laughs> no. no. Look at everyone having a great time. They'll talk about this. No, no, you did it wrong. Okay. So Halloween's coming up. Yeah. I so I saw someone do this and I thought it would be fun and I wanted to share it because I, some other people might want to do something similar mm. or uh, whatever. But they made a they have a wall calendar which I have as well, mm-hmm. and they did every day they wrote down a horror film to watch, kind of mm. like an advent calendar type of thing. And I was like, that could be really fun. And to try to kind of schedule it where, like, on the weekends, you might be watching a movie you haven't seen. But, like, on weeknights, just throw on, like, Scream or whatever. You've seen it a million times. Just a background show type of thing. Mm -hmm. So I did this. I went through and I picked out 31 movies, Hmm. um, which we can post alongside this episode. That's probably what we'll end up doing. And I, I just, I think I'm going to do this, like, where I'm just like, it's a horror film-a-thon. And there's a f- quite a few that I've never seen. Like, um, hmm, what's an example? Uh, Sinister was one that I've never seen, but I, it's on, uh, what's it called? Netflix, I believe. All of them are streaming or ones that I own. That's mm. That was how I made the decision. Um... <clears throat> yeah, so like on Halloween night, I watch the original Halloween. I do that every year. But uh, <laughs> you know, it starts with the uh the David Cronenberg film The Brood. And mm-hmm. I've got this whole list going. So I was like, you know, this seems like it'd be a fun idea. A fun October type of thing. And I have it on my wall calendar too. I just want to share it with the chili babies. Maybe they want to yeah. do something similar. Maybe they want to watch along. I don't know. Hey, there it is. Yeah. So that's yeah. cool. I mean, this way you can share it, and then if people want to ask you how something was, they wait until the day and they go, "Hey, what'd you think of this movie? I'm thinking yeah. about checking it out." That's yeah. kind of cool. I like yeah. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can I can check in as we go along. Something fun, some fun fodder for October. Yeah, I'll watch Beetlejuice with you because I love that movie. That's cool. Love Is it. that on Netflix? I don't know. Can like, we that's something you can watch together? Oh yeah, don't they have like some type of Netflix watch party thing? Oh, hmm. that Watch sounds super gay and fun. Let's see yes, that. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's that, like, that's number 25, so that's on a Sunday. Yes. This could work, player. Yeah, it could. <laughs> it could. It could. Right on. So, wow, this is a really good idea. I like what you do. Yeah, someone else's idea. I just stole it and repurposed it. <laughs> Nobody needs to know. It's yours. That's what I do. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's horrible. No one's stupid. I didn't do anything. I'm not selling anything except for podcast, patreon.com. So likes that. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So people who are subscribed to our show were blessed with a little treat this week as well as we hosted um, on our feed the episode of Be Your Scary Best that we appeared upon. So, hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. It's a very long episode as we cover Oops. not only the movie, but all of our thoughts that we had while watching the film. <laughs> yeah. And it ended up like clocking into like two hours and change. It was long, but it was it a lot was. of fun. It's fun yeah. to listen to. Yeah. I assume I can't listen to myself. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we have that on our feed and then their feed as well. Correct? Is it all Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's on ours now. Okay. I put it up today. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You need to go subscribe to them as well. Subscribe to their podcast and review. The same things we ask you to do for our thing. Do for their thing. That's right. That's what we do for friends. When a friend asks for help, we help them. Oh, um, that thing that I was going to tell you last week. Mm. Yes. So I uh, have been selected to narrate a story for a uh, a podcast that does uh, horror um, stories. <laughs> and of course, around this time of year, it's it's, it's super appropriate. So mm-hmm. um, you can go to nightpod.com and check out what they've got so far. And uh, I'm going to be narrating a story called The Foreclosure. And, when does it uh, come out? Um, I, I, haven't, I haven't been told yet, but of course okay. I'll let folks know as it gets closer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about it. This is, like, my, my, my first opportunity to do something like this. Um, I, <laughs> I'm excited for you. It's very cool. Thank you. Yeah. And, I mean, it's encouraged me to reach out and, and, and try to get other roles uh, in, in um, audio broadcast as well. So, I'm folks, yeah. thank you for, for sending me all these different suggestions and links. I know people have been reaching out to me on Twitter and everything. Just like, hey, check this out. This might be good for you. Um, so, yeah, if, if there's something that you see out there that you'd like to hear my voice on, by all means, throw my hat in the ring. Let me know. I'll check it out. Yeah, if you guys know something that requires zero work from me, (laughs) but, you know, they're like, hey, we want to sell these T-shirts. Put your face next to the T-shirt, Lex. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. Pay me. Yeah, send that my way, guys. Go for it. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. As long as there's literally no work involved, I'm good. I concur. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that for sure. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else going on this week? I think we're pretty much done. That's pretty much it. Nothing new. Right on. All, All right, right folks. Well, 
thank you as always for listening. You know, it's always it's always a pleasure, a pleasure to be uh, doing this for you guys. I'm out of gas. All right, folks, have a good one. <laughs> we'll we talk to you, you guys. next week. <laughs> Rate, review, and subscribe. Check out our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Lex and Matt. Even if you give a dollar a month, you get access to our uh, exclusive Facebook group. There's lots of cool, funny, sweet chili baby adventurers in there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. We uh we love you guys. Are you we gonna, do. gonna do the thing, Matt? That was a <laughs> <laughs> And end of show. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Bye.